Blog Talk Radio. BBPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. The BBPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BBPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. BEPF Executive Director is Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BBPA Education and Technology Foundation. BBPA iRadio, linking business education and technology. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BBPA. Well, welcome everyone. Today and tonight is September 25th. And we are airing our 32nd BDPAI radio show. Tonight, we have three distinguished guests. Our first guest is Bill Wass, chair of the Illinois Technology Foundation and director of Serious Good, a philanthropic initiative focused on eliminating the digital divide. Our second guest is Stacy Stewart, chapter president of BDPA Dallas. And our third guest, is Milt Haynes, CIO of the National BDPA. So we are going to get started, and I'd like to welcome our first guest, Bill Watts. Bill, how are you tonight? I am wonderful, thank you. Well, thank you, Bill, for joining us on the show. And, you know, we have um, really a very exciting topic to talk about tonight, and that's the whole concept of the digital divide. And so as we kind of jump right in, into this interview, I'd love for you, Bill, to give us your take on the digital divide. Is this still a serious issue for the African-American community? Uh, first of all, thank you, Fran, for inviting me to, you know, to address your members. Uh, the digital divide is an enormous challenge, especially for uh, low-income communities. Uh, let, me, let me provide you with a, a couple of data points. According to the Federal Communications Commission, less than 50% of African Americans, Latinos, the elderly, and rural populations have adopted broadband. And about 46% of low-income families have adopted broadband at home, compared to over 90% for higher-income families. As you can imagine, this creates major barriers in participating in our digital society. Clearly, uh, students are expected to access uh, the Internet to do routine homework. And studies show that students with a PC and broadband at home have graduation rates that are 6 to 8% higher than similar students who don't. Just as an example, more than 80% of the Fortune 500 companies require online job applications, including companies like Walmart, Target, Costco, that offer essential entry-level opportunities for low-income populations. And specifically for the BDPA members, whose primary mission is to advance technology careers for African Americans from the classroom to the boardroom, Listeners know how important it is to build technology skills. About 50% of today's jobs require technology skills, and this percentage is expected to grow to 77% by the year 2020. 
and that information is according to IDC research. So, so as you clearly, can see, the, the statistics are showing that you know the digital d- divide is a a major issue, and that it affects people in terms of education, in terms of applying for a job, in terms of keeping a job. And really, even on a day-to-day basis, if you don't have uh, familiarity with technology, it's going to impact you in terms of banking, uh, shopping, in just in everyday life. So, so then, given and I I love the statistics; they're they're very pointed, and it it shows that sort of at every stage of life, um, how people are being impacted. How does your organization, um, Serious Good, how does that address the digital divide? Yes, yeah, so we we support a variety of programs uh, through the Serious Good program at Redemtech. Um, for example, uh, Habitat for Humanity, where we provide computers to every house built by Habitat. We also provide computers to TechSoup Global. This is an organization that's focused on providing low-cost technology to not-for-profit organizations. But today, I'd I'd really like to discuss our most recent initiative, uh, and that's called Connect to Compete. So Connect to Compete, okay. And that that initiative, was that started in 2012, or has that been going on for a little while? It's actually uh, going through the launch stage. We were in pilot stage for most of this year, uh, and now um, uh, we're going to start a full uh, launch uh, starting uh, in uh, January. So we'll be rolling it out to a variety of cities over the next uh, several months. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about Connect to Compete, Bill. Sh- sure. Connect to Compete, or we call it C2C, is the first of its kind national effort to promote broadband adoption and digital literacy in disadvantaged communities throughout the United States. The initiative was founded by the Federal Communications Commission Chairman Julius Janikowski, who recognized that more than 100 million Americans were lacking access to broadband services and a home PC. Connect to Compete includes three components, low-cost broadband at just $9.95 a month, affordable refurbished PCs, and digital literacy training to make sure participants get up and running. C2C includes more than 40 nonprofit and other private sector partners, such as the Urban National Urban League, Best Buy, Microsoft, LULAC, and the Boys and Girls Club of America. Redemtech, as a, f- a funding partner of C2C, has committed to provide low-cost refurbished computers to students that qualify under the National School Lunch Program. A lack of a home PC is an important barrier to building digital literacy skills. For those of us immersed in technology industry, it's probably hard to grasp, but 60 million American homes do not have a home PC. For those of us, uh, just as a, a point of reference, there are approximately 7 million children in the National School Lunch Program who are eligible under the C2C program. 
I understand that BDPA is actively involved in computer literacy training, and Wayne and I thought that we could begin to develop a relationship to assist one another. Okay, so that that makes a lot of sense, and I I know that in Philadelphia our cable provider is Comcast, um, and quite frankly, there's there's been a little bit of controversy about this whole concept. So, though I'd I'd like for you to share, kind of break down the parts, and um, you talked about low cost broadband at nine ninety five a month, um, the ref- affordable refurbished PCs. Um, who puts them together? How do people get them? And are they, you know, still functional? I mean, because technology moves so quickly. Sure. Um, corporations uh, can play an important role in this effort by donating surplus equipment. So we receive surplus equipment from uh, our corporate donors. So as an example, more than 17 million corporate PCs that are four years old or less go to waste annually in the U.S. due to premature disposal or just plain uh, storage and and set aside. aside. While this equipment may be outdated for corporate standards, it can remain highly useful for low-income families that need computers but cannot afford new technology. We have launched a program called PC Pledge 100, to get commitments from corporations across the United States to provide an annual commitment of at least 100 laptop and or desktop computers. The process is simple. They sign up on Redemptech Serious Good website, and we assist in having the product shipped to one of our national production centers. At Redemptech, we refurbish the product, uh, which means that we clean up the device, uh, we provide uh, for the desktops a new keyboard, and a mouse, um, and a uh, 17-inch LCD monitor. Uh, And then we load uh, fresh licenses of Microsoft Windows operating system and Office software and make it available to the students that qualify in the program. The product is then professionally packed under Redemptech's Good PC brand and comes with simple-to-follow setup instructions, free technical assistance, and a 90-day warranty. Okay. So um, you mentioned low cost. How much do people have to pay to get these computers then? So it is for either a laptop or a desktop, it is uh, $150. Okay. Okay. Um, So how can people get some more information given that this is available? Who would they contact? Sure. They, yeah. So they can uh, visit our website at redemtech.com slash seriousgood or just Google seriousgood and they will find the website that includes a donation page. Or they can feel free to contact me at bill.wasas at redemtech.com or at 312-351-1669. Just in closing, uh, let me say that clearly we can all agree that closing the digital divide is beneficial to us all. It is truly a big issue. Uh, Digital exclusion's annual cost to society is estimated at uh, approximately $55 billion. So so we're really looking forward to working with BDPA and 
the BDPA Foundation in narrowing the divide. Uh, so we recognize, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, Bill, what what might that look like? I mean, our, our next guest, Stacey Stewart, is with the, the – he's the chapter president for BDPA Dallas, um, and we've certainly had other chapter presidents and uh, members of the regional and also national leadership um, on, on as guests, and then our national CIO will be our final guest tonight. What do you see – BDPA's relationship being with the CDC program? Sure. Um, in addition, uh, I'm, I'm going to New York City tomorrow, and I'm going to be visiting with uh, Rachel, the uh, uh, BDPA uh, chapter president in New York City. And, uh, and, 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 and Wayne and I have already had a, numerous discussions on, you know, how uh, the two organizations can work together. Uh, my understanding is BDPA uh, provides some digital literacy, you know, throughout the United States. Uh, so that's one way. Uh, the second way is just to promote the program <clears throat> through through your members uh, and to, you know, uh, get the word out that C2C is available, okay, for uh, any students that are in the free lunch program. And the third way would be to have your corporate members participate in our pledge, the PC Pledge 100. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Now, Bill, we do have the advantage since um, Stacy is on the line and Milt is on the line. I'm actually going to open up their mics and um, let me first go to Stacy. And I know that I haven't formally introduced Stacy, and I will do that in his interview segment, um, and Milt as well. But Stacey, I'm wondering, just in listening to Bill, um, I, I'd like to open up, give you the opportunity to ask any questions or, or make comments. Um, I, I guess my first question to you would be, were you aware that this program existed? Not at all. And I, I can tell you now, this is something that we would definitely <laughs> – we can definitely utilize because that's one of the things that we in Dallas we focus on is disadvantaged areas. So looking at this for $150 where students that are in our programs can actually obtain a, a desktop or a laptop, that will definitely help us out, and now they can actually can do work outside of the lab. So I'm very interested. Okay, good. Good. And Milt, um, how about you? Any questions for Bill? I, I know that when we were sort of in the virtual green room ahead of time, uh, clearly you two have met and, and talked. Um, but any any questions in terms of iRadio for Bill? Sure. Um, and this is not really a question. I want to first commend Bill for his efforts to pull together the nonprofits. I've known Bill for a number of years through the CIO Forum, and he has uh, been doing a tremendous job uh, recently um, pulling together the nonprofits to take advantage of programs like this. So I want to first commend him and then also say that through uh, BDPA, we have a great opportunity to really reach out into the community and bridge the digital divide. So here we have uh, programs that are readily available, um, and we should take advantage of those. That's terrific. You know, thank you, Milt, for those kind words. 
And it's really exciting. Now, Bill, um, you know, Milton mentioned that you two are, are part of the CIO forum. Um, to How does that play a part in the C2C program and Serious Good? Well, again, I think it really gets back to our ability to get the word out to uh, to the people that have the need, okay? So our, our big mission is the communication part of that, and all of us can participate in doing that through, you know, our various websites in communications like we're doing right now, uh, you know, through the, uh, the radio program, um, and, uh, and, and just other, you know, direct communications, uh, you know, to constituents, you know, across the United States. So I think that's, that's one thing. But the other big item is, you know, um, this whole idea of 17 million uh, devices uh, that are retired annually and not uh, finding their way to usefulness uh, through, you know, a refurbished uh, program like this um, really adversely impacts the environment. So I think a lot of environmentally sensitive companies are looking at this as basically a win-win. Uh, not only uh, are they in a position that they can donate this equipment for um, and, and keep it out of landfills, but also to, uh, you know, help uh, people that desperately need access to uh, the equipment. Good point. Good point. And you, you mentioned as you were wrapping up that Digital exclusion cost annually $55 billion, and I was wondering if you could expand on that, uh, just a little bit of the breakdown of what went into that calculation of $55 billion. Well, I think, I think the largest portion of that is either people not being employable or underemployed. Um, mm. There are... Um, literally uh, hundreds of thousands of jobs in our sector, in just the information technology sector, that are going on field because uh, the people don't have the necessary skills uh, to be successful or attractive uh, to corporate America uh, to fill those jobs. So one portion of it is just, you know, how and, – and, and a large portion of that – is either the underemployed or the unemployed. Uh, and so, um, you know, getting those skills higher would definitely uh, be uh, beneficial to, to everyone. Mm. Good, good point. Well, you know, Bill, as you mentioned, BDPA is focused on helping IT professionals, uh, supporting them, and really taking people from the classroom to the boardroom. And our next guest, uh, Stacey Stewart, in being the BDPA president of the Dallas chapter, will, I'm sure, touch on uh, the high school computer competition, which is one of the programs that locally and regionally um, is used to attract younger people to technology and help get them involved. So I, you know, invite you to stay on the line and uh, hear as Stacy gives us an update on what's going on in Dallas and some of the 
uh, best practices that he's learned. And at the end of his interview, if there are questions or comments that you'd like to um, make, I would invite you to do that. And, Bill, it really has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing information about the program. Um, And I did want to just spell out the website for people. It's www.redemtech.com. So remtech.com. And you did share that people can also call you directly at 312-351-1669 if they'd like to learn more about uh, Serious Good, uh, the C2C program, Connect to Compete, and also the PC Pledge 100. So just a lot of really rich information. And again, thank you for sharing some of your evening and helping BDPA to be part of the solution. Well, thank you so much, Fran, for having me uh, on, on the radio. And uh, and I look forward to hearing from uh, your members uh, with any questions that they might have. Terrific, terrific. I will, I will certainly make sure that the word continues to get out. So um, I'd like to introduce our next guest, Stacy Stewart, who is the chapter president of BDPA Dallas. And Stacy began his two-year term as president in January of 2012. So we'll hear from him how it's going. His chapter is growing very quickly and is, uh, from what I understand, between Wayne and Stacy, um, Stacy is really positioning the chapter to be nationally recognized for outstanding programs and services. Stacy currently is employed with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas as a supervisor of hardware logistics. And uh, Stacy has been in the information technology field for over 12 years as a senior client technician and as lead client technology analyst. He's also a member of the HCSC Texas Diversity Council and the Academy of Information Technology Advisory Board. So, Stacy, welcome to BDPAI Radio. How are you this evening? I am great, and I thank you for having me on. Well, it's very exciting, and I love not only your energy, and I love your accent. So uh, thanks for bringing uh, some diversity in tonation to the show. <laughs> So, um, you know, I I mentioned just in in briefly reading your bio that you began your two-year term in January of 2012, and it's already September. Time just flies. We've already had our 2012 National BDPA um, Conference. But I'd like you to sort of take us back um, and share with us what attracted you to BDPA, and how did you originally get connected to the organization? Thank you, Fran. Well, it was about five years ago I was introduced to BDPA from a colleague uh, in my company. I work out of the Richardson office, and he was working out of the, he worked out of the Chicago office, and he wanted me to help organize an initiative to introduce BDPA to the employees at our Texas headquarters. 
So after hearing about BDPA, BDPA and all it had to offer, of course, I was on board. So about a month later, we held our first corporate BDPA meeting in Texas in our auditorium. The meeting was presented during the lunch hour, so we had a full house. And that evening, we continued the celebration with live jazz with one of our talented employees. It was a very memorable event because we enrolled about 20 members after that session. So that's that's what pretty much brought me into BDPA. Wow, that's a great story. And I, I love the idea of having, you know, a, a meeting at lunchtime in the corporation so there's a lot of visibility and, you know, people can kind of stop by and collect information and then continuing after work with jazz. <laughs> so that's, that's a great way to kind of set the mood and set the tone. Um, so, you know, that was about five years ago. And, you know, sort of on that very first introduction, you enroll 20 members. I mean, one of the challenges of being a president is not only attracting members, um, but retaining members, uh, growing members, and keeping enthusiasm. How do you, how do, you do that in Dallas? It's, it's, it's challenging, first of all. I like to say that. But first and uh, foremost, I would say, Communications. Without communications, it's hard to do anything. Uh, people do not know that we're here and know what type of services we provide. We're starting from a negative standpoint. So it was imperative to have a website that could tell our story. One of the first tasks the Dallas chapter had to achieve was to make sure we had the platform to tell our story. So we, we revamped our we revamped and redesigned our website. Secondly, we use social media to communicate information. The mass majority of folks uh, that are linked into social media, that, well, the mass majority of folks are linked into social media in one form or fashion. We make a point to not only send information about upcoming events to our members through traditional emails, but to post this information on social media outlets. This is designed to reach members and future members where they are, and that's on the computers or the smartphones. Okay, and um, do you have an app? Are you using any uh, app technology as a way of connecting with people as well? Uh, right now, we don't have an app, but you can connect with us through Facebook, Twitter. Those are the two main places that you can actually get us. And then, of course, our, our website is has a, a wealth of knowledge, and that's bdpadallas.org. Okay, bdpadallas.org. So what if someone's not in Dallas, but they're in Texas? And I know Texas is a big state. Um, is there a way for them to plug into BDPA Dallas, even though they might not um, be in Dallas proper? Or what if they're traveling to Dallas on business? And it's, it's, Okay, rephrase Tell me that question again. Ask that question. Well, you know, your your chapter, Texas, is is a really big state. So if there is a BDPA chapter in Dallas, how might people who aren't in Dallas connect? You know, I don't know the suburbs of Dallas, but um, in in your offerings, how do you reach out to people who might not be within the city limits? 
And see, and mm-hmm. that's still through social media. That's that's our main target. Social media, and then another way that we do it, especially like at my corporation, we have a corporate chapter. And in a corporate chapter, we're able to reach uh, a mass amount of individuals. And those are some of the initiatives that we're looking at uh, taking actually going forward as to establishing additional corporate chapters so we can reach the masses. Excellent. So tell me tell me a little bit about that. So for Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, you, uh, I guess I mentioned in your bio, it's of Illinois, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. So where are the corporate chapters currently? Currently in, in within Dallas, I can just talk about within Dallas. In Dallas, we only have one corporate chapter right now, and that is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. Uh, that that corporation is actually uh, in Dallas and also housed out of Chicago. Is our same same company, but we're in 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 those four. We reside in those four states. So Chicago and Dallas is a part of what we call internally HCSC. Okay, so. And so one strategy is to increase the reach within corporate. What about um, when you think about your chapter, what's unique about your chapter and what are you most proud of as you sort of wrap up your first year as president of the Dallas chapter? I think one of the unique things about our chapters, we continue to enhance the learning experience for our students. That really sticks out. Right now, the curriculum is now online with several tools at their disposal. They can review and complete assignments, and they have online chat capabilities with other students in the program. They also have the ability to ask the instructors a question and receive a quick answer and see their rank in class amongst other students. We've also been successful at building an alliance with the Urban League of Dallas. The Urban League of Dallas and BDPA is a natural fit because we have similar goals and outcomes. Both of us are helping empower people in our community through education, information, and resources to our youth and adults. Mm. So kind of looping back then to the Connect to Compete, program that Bill talked about, and he mentioned the Urban League as a uh, partner as well. Um, it looks like there really will be some additional synergy then. Right, right, right. You know what, and I also want to add to um, another way that, that that really helps us out, because I'll be remiss not, not to mention this, for different chapters, especially for any other chapters are online, Another way is to get other chapters involved. When, you, Like, I'm new. This is my first time as president, so I had to have help. And so this, this is a viable resource of information by contacting other chapters. A lot of things that we're going through, they may have already gone through. So in a lot of cases, there's no need to try to recreate the wheel. If you see another chapter that's rolling along, just ask them where did they pick up those wheels. My go-to chapter is Atlanta. I built an alliance with uh, Atlanta's president, Felicia Jones. Felicia, she has helped with information concerning our website, programs, and event information. And recently, uh, 
She provided Atlanta's revised BDPA brochures, which look amazing. The only thing we have to do in, in the uh, Dallas chapter is just change a little information, and now Dallas has some amazing-looking brochures as well. Oh, and that's wonderful. That, yeah, that collaboration is great. Good God. Yeah. All right. Hey, so, Frank. Yes, yes, absolutely. So okay. how about um, the in terms of working with the youth? Um, you mentioned the online curriculum. And I know that there are still several chapters that don't have the curriculum online. Um, right. How how does that how does that work? Is there a particular software that you're using or a platform that you're using? Basically, we were very fortunate. Uh, it's called Black, one of the resources is called Blackboard. Uh, our trainer is actually a professor at one of the local colleges. And he's taking he, he what he did he he took the same curriculum that they use online at the college, and used one of the modules to develop our HSCC, and he entered the information and we have our cu- curriculum everything that's involved with the PHP Java the SQL CS uh, uh, the CSS HTML, and all that's encompassed inside of this module that he has and it's. It's just like taking an online course. That's why we're able to uh, track all the students and our progress as well. That's great. That's really great. So, Stacey, as we finish up the interview, one of the things that, and you mentioned there's really a lot of power in reaching out to other chapters, looking at best practices, um, 2013 is almost upon us. What are what's your vision for 2013 for your for your chapter, and how can we as the BDPA community support your success? Well, I think one of the visions is just to try to continue to to grow. We um we still have to me we still have a lot of things to do and. It's 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 great because we have a, a, a great platform. We have a uh, we have a lot of information to offer. We have a, a great service to offer. So I don't think it's going to be that hard. It's just communicating. I, I think a lot of folks may not know that we're here, and that's one of the things uh, that we want to do in the next year is try to get the message out to more individuals so they know that we're here and know the services that we offer. And that's not only just on the uh, for the high school students, but also on the professional realm as well. So uh, basically, I would just that, that you just continue to grow and see where we go from there. Terrific. Well, you know, Stacy, thank you for stepping up to the leadership role, and um, you know, just being open to sharing with others, um, to pulling your team together and making the alliances with other community organizations like the National, like the Urban League and reaching out to fellow BDPA chapters. Really exciting the work that you're doing. Now, I know that, again, we've just finished up the national conference, 
and this year it was in Baltimore. Next year it will be in D.C. Do you foresee your uh, high school computer competition, uh, having a high school computer competition team going to D.C. next year? Oh, most, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that we're working towards is having a team there. But first and foremost, we, the process of even getting there, right now we're, we're the group of students that we're going to work with is getting those kids that information. And, of course, the top kids from that, those classes that we host, the top five will have the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. But it's all in the, to me, it's all in the journey. It's, 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 it's nice to know that we were able to give back to a student and, and give him some skills that they can actually use today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Stacy, as we wrap up, what's a final thought that you'd like to share with the BDPAI radio audience for tonight? I would encourage individuals to get involved, if it's for yourself or helping someone else. Whatever time you can commit, it's time well spent. The bottom line is we are here to empower and enrich individuals to reach their potentials. And also, I want to thank you, Fran, Fran, for having me on. I sure appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Stacey. And I look forward to having you on next year uh, to give us an update on how things are going. And uh, just, again, wonderful work that you're doing and continue to do it. Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. Well, up next is our very own National BDPA CIO, Milt Haynes. Milt wears a number of hats within the BDPA organization, and certainly in the past, uh, he has held a number of leadership roles, from BDPA Chicago Chapter President and National BDPA President, and currently he is the National CIO for BDPA. And, you know, Milt has been with the organization for such a period of time that he has received over 25 awards and honors um, for all of the things that he's done within the organization. Some of those awards um, include the most prestigious National BDPA Outstanding Chapter President Award, as well as Outstanding Contributor Award and Member of the Year Award. So uh, the other thing that I want to mention is that Milt leads, you know, and really just encourages people to think about their career within technology, and he is also the founder and the chief architect for an online advocacy group called Blacks, Gone Geek. So, Milt, welcome again to the BDPA iRadio show. How are you this evening? I'm doing just fine, friend. Thank you. That's a very nice introduction. Thank you so very much. Well, Milt, thank you so much for your continuous contributions to BDPA, and it was really great seeing you in Baltimore again. I just, you know, 
the BDPA is all about relationships and opportunities. And, you know, there are times when people take on a leadership role within BDPA and then they, you know, give and give and give and get a little burnt out and we don't see them for a while. So it's it's very inspiring to see someone like yourself who has really struck that balance between um, you know, giving to the organization and then finding a way to re-energize um, so that you can come back and enjoy the experience and uh, inspire others. So tell us, bring us up to speed on what's happening in your role as CIO for National BDPA. Sure. Uh, as CIO, I'm responsible for all the technology as well as the uh, strategy for technology and how we're going to use it as a national BDPA organization. So I'm sure you're familiar with our website, and we also have some other infrastructure that we use in order to uh, keep BDPA up and running. And uh, I just want to say I had a revelation just the other day when I was a little bit down on BDPA. BDP, I said, oh, okay. I, I can can I quit BDPA? Well, actually, I can't because I'm a lifetime member, uh, and I would encourage uh, others who are enthused with BDPA like I am to go ahead and sign up as a lifetime member because uh, BDPA is an organization. It's a family. It's just like a family. You become a BDPA member. You join the organization, and wherever you go in these United States, there's um, folks that you can talk to about technology and uh, folks that you can talk to about BDPA. I agree with you, Milt. I'm a lifetime member as well, and it is an affiliation um, that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and, and as you mentioned, it's, it's the technology connection and it's also the people connection. Um, and it really is amazing that with our 45 chapters, you can go just about anywhere, and there's someone who has that BDPA connection as well. So let's, I'm, I'm going to kind of redirect you back to the technology because technology um, changes so much. And, you know, you're in the crow's nest, uh, so to speak, in terms of helping to make the decision, setting the direction, bringing in and communicating the vision around the technology that the technology organization is going to use. So, you know, people have been emailing me when they realized that you were going to be a guest again on the show, and people wanted some specifics. I mean, how do you make choices about the technology for the website? Um, you know, what are some technologies that this year you decided we're not going to implement for BDPA. We'll wait until it gets more stable or we'll wait until 2013. So I'm, I'm hoping that you can sort of uh, peel back some of the layers of the onion and, and talk, uh, give us some tech talk in terms of what you're seeing with technology for BDPA. Well, first of all, the website is our focal point for communicating with our membership. So our National BDPA website is very robust. It not only includes the access to our members through the membership database that's behind 
the National BDPA website, but it's also a social networking community. So just like you can join a community like in Facebook or LinkedIn, you can also uh, join the BDPA community. Once you sign up as a member, you have a ID. You can get in and connect with other BDPA members. And it's actually a good way to meet other BDPA members in your own chapter, but also across the country. So leveraging the website as a social networking community is something that we continue to promote and continue to leverage. We're also looking at leveraging mobile technology for BDPA. Um, That's another challenge area for corporations as well as organizations like BDPA is to have their websites that are available to mobile technology. You know, it's nice to have a fancy website that has a lot of different pages and navigation, but if you can't bring it up on an on an iPhone or an Android or a iPad, then it doesn't get the same attention and the number of hits that you would get for a website that is mobile enabled. Um, in addition to things like the website, mobile technology, uh, leveraging social networks, um, I would also like to mention that there are opportunities through BDPA and the relationships that you can build through BDPA to get involved in technology like big data, for instance. Um, Big data, especially for companies that are large companies that gather data and information about their customers, one of the challenges that they have is how do they navigate through that big data to make the information worthwhile, to build value into the information. Making connections through BDPA, you can find out more about big data and how you can utilize it at your corporation. And I I know that you because BDPA is a volunteer organization, there are really opportunities if someone is not a CIO to really begin to get involved at the chapter level um, and, you know, get their hands, you know, kind of put their hands in the pot and understand technology, help um, make decisions, help be part of forums, help lead programs, um, help bring in experts to talk about technology, and to uh, take on a leadership role that they may not have the opportunity to do in their formal nine-to-five job or even within their their business. So um, in talking with some other guests, uh, cybersecurity, data security, um, cloud computing, there are a lot of technology trends that are impacting small businesses and every industry. So I'm wondering when you kind of take a look for 2013, what are some of the I'd say what are what are the top two issues that are going to be front and center for you as you walk into 2013? Well, actually, the issues that are front and center aren't necessarily technology issues. They're how we utilize the technology to to um, promote African Americans in IT. 
but also to use technology to grow uh, BDPA to help to get the message out. So an example is the iRadio show tonight. This is a great use of technology where we've captured the shows. They're available in our archives, and you can download them on iTunes. Uh, you can get to them on YouTube. So just having shows like this available where we can help to get the message out is the way that we leverage technology. Now the next challenge is that we have the technology that we can get the word out. How do we have content that attracts people to BDPA iRadio or to BDPA to the BDPA meetings like for instance here in Stacy tonight talk about BDPA Dallas that that is something that someone in the Texas area may not even know that there is a chapter in Dallas where they can go and meet with other African Americans in IT uh, and then just like our first speaker talking about the opportunity to bring technology uh, broadband technology into Homes to bridge the, the digital divide. Uh, what they're doing at Series Good, I think, is fantastic. Being able to hear about those things and now take that information and pursue it is something that technology can offer to us. Now, let me add on top of that because technology is a is a tool. It's a vehicle. It's a way that we can uh, get in touch with other people in technology. But let me add on top of that is the career aspects of technology. Once you become familiar with some of the uh, technology that you mentioned, cybersecurity, cloud computing, um, data security, once you get familiar with those technologies, you can go out and pursue a career in technology. Um, I'm someone who's, who's done that. I'm very pleased and blessed to have a career in technology since 1975 and still continuing on, uh, looking forward to retirement, but still continuing on um, working actively in in a technology organization. And it has evolved over time, but careers are still there. There are still very lucrative careers. And I would encourage, uh, you know, anyone who's listening to my voice to go online and find out more about careers in technology because it's a great opportunity to, uh, to grow yourself, but also, uh, like I said, they're very lucrative. Well, Milt, um, I'm going to have you talk a little bit about the group that you started, the Black Squad Geek, because, you know, you were involved in BDPA, you were pursuing a career yourself, and yet you created this additional group. Tell us why and how does it tie in? Where does it where does it fit in the sort of mosaic of um, offerings that are available? Oh, sure. Um, Blackcon Geek. I started because I wanted to leverage social networking to promote African Americans in IT. I met uh, college students who I wanted to attract to BDPA uh, programs and events. And I asked them, I said, um, you know, what? how do you connect with other college students? And they said, Facebook. And believe it or not, <laughs> in those days when I started uh, Blackstone Geek, it uh, goes back um, about five years ago, Facebook was just starting out. We had MySpace. So I was like, okay, what's Facebook? 
Well, what I learned over time as I started doing analysis and research and investigation is that social networking is the way to connect, especially with the younger generation. Now, it has evolved. There are, the older generation is involved in uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, and now you can go online, uh, I'm sorry, on TV, and you can see that social networking is used in a lot of different TV shows, and you can see it on news shows. So social um, media and social networking has really uh, picked up and exploded. And uh, But it's something back when I started Black Skunk Geek that I wanted to do was leverage social networks to help to get the word out to promote careers in IT and to promote events and programs for African-Americans in IT. And we've been very successful. We've been able to grow our online community to over 10,000. Uh, I continue to um, to get excited about all the folks that I've connected with online. I was just looking at my Facebook page. I celebrated a birthday yesterday, and I looked at my Facebook page. I have uh, 150 uh, birthday messages, so I'm, I'm right. excited about that. So, you know, it just helps me to to get connected. I, I uh, send out messages uh, every week or maybe every couple of weeks, and, you know, I'm really um, committed through Black Skunk Geek to deliver messaging that is of interest to the community. Uh, and I'm always uh, positively reinforced when I see folks who are on Black Skunk Geek. They say, oh, yeah, I get your message on Black Skunk Geek. You know, keep it up. It really is informative, and, and it's really a good thing. And that's all done through social networking, uh, through the virtual community. Well, you know, technology, you mentioned earlier that it's not just technology is a tool. And I was waiting because I almost thought you were going to bring in leadership and teamwork, and you, you've touched on communication. Um, so I, I guess I'd like for you to sort of talk about in the CIO role for National BDPA, what, in addition to the technology, what else are you covering, and to what you know? How are you building your leadership team? How can people um, get involved in perhaps creating a CIO role within their local BDPA chapter? What might that look like for someone who's interested in technology? Um, who wants to leverage technology as a way of being more involved in their chapter and sure. possibly yeah. create some, you know, some opportunities to develop their career. Sure. So the CIO organization that I have is an um, organization that I use to attract volunteers. So I, any BDP member can volunteer to work in the CIO organization. So we attract volunteers, and then we teach them different skill sets that they may not otherwise have. So for, you mentioned leadership, but in addition to that, uh, project management is something that we teach and give uh, real-life projects to folks that they can manage. Uh, business analysis, we just completed a enterprise analysis for BDPA and a business requirements el elicitation project. Um, so the National BDPA CIA organization gives 
people who are either went to school and have training in technology or who have an interest in gaining skills in those disciplines, they can uh, get on board and learn about technology and learn how to apply it. That helps them when they go on job interviews, believe it or not. Um, people go on job interviews and they say, what have you been doing for the last year? And they say, oh, I worked uh, in a national BDP organization on this, in the CIO organization, and we did um, an elicitation for a business requirement. So we ran a project and we implemented a new technology like we implemented the BDP Social Connect on BDPA. So that's great experience. Um, your question regarding CIO roles in the chapters, um, yes. I would welcome that. I think that's a great opportunity to um, develop that role. And let, let me let let me say that the CIO role is really the top technical guy in an organization. And if you can be a CIO for BDPA, you can be a CIO for a small business, medium-sized business, and grow your skills and leadership to become a CIO in a larger organization. So it's a great way to build a career in technology leadership. It's a great way to actually uh, get things done. And I would suggest, uh, you know, anyone who's interested to pursue it or even contact me at CIO at BDPA.org. Thanks, Milt. I was hoping that you were going to give out your email address <laughs> so that people could contact sure. you because, you know, you are a wealth of information. You are a lifetime member of BDPA, and you have, you know, really sat in so many seats within the organization that I really encourage our listeners to reach out to Milt. Um, he's you know, you're you're just very open to questions, um, and I think you really exemplify the whole concept of ask a question, you know, roll up your sleeves, um, get involved, and learn by doing, um, and that by volunteering, there's a lot that you really can receive while you're giving. So I want to, again, thank you for being a guest on the show. Milt, as we wrap up, um, what's the final thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with? The final thought I have is it begins with you. As I think back to the times when I was national president in 2002, 2003, that sounds so such a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Wayne was actually the president-elect in my administration, and we were able to grow the membership to over 4,000. So there are people out there who have an interest and a need in BDPA programs and activities, and I would say that it begins with you. If you are listening to my voice, it begins with you taking a message, encouraging others to get involved, and as they get involved and you become active and start working with them as BDPA members, it just all grows from there. So it begins with you. That's my final thought. Well, thank you, Milt. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your evening with us. And I want to also thank Bill Watts, um, chair of the Illinois Technology Foundation, who really shared some wonderful information about Serious Good, the Connect to Compete program and the PC100 pledge. 
And also, I'd like to thank Stacy Stewart, the chapter president of BDPA Dallas, who really shared his energy and excitement about growing his chapter and the connections that are available within his organization. And Milt, thank you again for being a guest and giving us a variety of perspectives on your role as CIO and also uh, sharing a little bit of information about Black Swan Geek. And thank you, Fran. I'm so excited that you continue to volunteer. Oh, it it really is a pleasure. Um, As you mentioned, it's a a great way to stay connected virtually. Um, I I participate in social media, and to some degree, the old-fashioned kind of asking a question and listening and smiling and taking notes, um, being able to do that virtually through iRadio is is also very exciting. And being able to help capture the energy and voices of BDPA members and sponsors. Uh, we've had students on the show. Um, and to be able to archive it so that people can understand what BDPA was like and where BDPA is going um, is a a wonderful way to stay connected. So, folks, we are about to close out our September the 25th show, and I'd like to remind you that BDPA iRadio airs the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month from 8.30 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please send me an email, and my email is Fran, F-R-A-N-N-E dot McNeil, M-C-N-E-A-L, at B-E-T-S dot org, because the BDPA iRadio show is sponsored by BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and our executive director, Wayne Hicks, um, really puts aside this time for us to reach out and connect with members and sponsors um, so that we can bring to you the message and the energy of our organization. Thank you and have a great evening and be sure to join us for our next show which airs on Tuesday, October 9th, 2012. Have a great evening. BBPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BBPA iRadio show is a regular exchange for BBPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community, BBPAI radio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.